you're listening to WCB Newsline Unleashed. Hello, everybody. I'm Zachary Hertz, and with us today is Liviu Babbitt of Cyborg Nest, a company that is creating a device called Zintero that, in my opinion, will revolutionize the way blind people travel and have access to directional information like north. Hello, thank you, Zach, for having me. It's such a pleasure uh, chatting to you, and uh, good good evening or morning or whatever time is to everybody else. So, yeah, as you said, I'm uh, the founder of a company cy- called CyborgNest that creates basically new senses for humans, and we created a sense of orientation, just as you said, called Centero, and I'm so happy to hear that it's a benefit to the blind community. It's It's very cool. And what was your motivation for creating uh, Centero? Well, I'll start with the motivation behind the company. And basically, the idea behind the company started from a simple fact that everything that we ever created, thought or felt, started from a sensory input. Now, depending on the senses that each of us has, but if we taste something, smell something, see something, hear something... This is how everything that we ever thought created or felt started because every piece of information that we have in our brain came through one of our senses. So then we said, okay, if we have more senses, then we can start thinking, creating and feeling from places that we never did before. Now that's such an exciting thought, isn't it? Because suddenly we can open the world and, and understand stuff like, like animals can that have many other senses that we don't. And, and maybe to, to, you know, in, in future realities like, like the metaverse or meeting, uh, lives on other planets, you never know. So then we started looking around and, and we said, okay, what is the, the next sense that is important for people to have? And we looked and, and we saw that everything that has to do with navigation, orientation and proximity, has become such an important pillar in our life, yet we are completely lost. We depend on the reach of our senses. So as far as we can hear, as far as we can see, uh, and and that's about it, or as far as we can touch, right? And, and uh, then we said, okay, let's create a, a sense of orientation for humans. So we looked at the, the animal kingdom and we saw that many animals can sense the magnetic field of the planet. And we looked and historically it's, it's, it's such an important phenomenon in, in human history as well. And, um, yeah, so we created a sense of orientation for humans to be able to live in this ongoing, moving and, and, you know, crazy world that we live in. If you were born a hundred years ago in a place, in a city, in a town, in a village, you would never leave that place, you know, but now, People move so much on, on an offline basis, let's call it in, in the real life. But also now with the metaverse coming and all that, things are really going to become crazy with different realities that are parallel one to each other and the real life. And yeah, and this disconnection and lack of orientation causes inefficiency and, and mental well-being problems, a lot of it. So we connect people through orientation. That's awesome. I, I I can get behind that 100%. Just a quick story of how I found Centero. Um, I am a white cane user, and I have been trying to find an accessible compass for the longest time. They used to make Braille compasses. 
I haven't been able to find one. The only time, the only way you can really find them nowadays is to buy them secondhand from like eBay and stuff. And I just I couldn't find one. And all the I found a talking compass, but it was like a hundred bucks, and it was inaccurate most of the time from what I've discovered. So I googled, you know, how to sense magnetic north. Uh, I'd heard some old stories about you know spies putting magnetic filings in their nose to to feel where north is, and I was like, well, I'm not doing that. But I was thinking, you know, implants would be kind of interesting. And then the first Google search that I pulled up, you know, Sentara was right there at the top saying, this is a device that will help you sense uh, magnetic north. And I reached out and I was like, hey, I'm a white cane user. Basically, can I try this? Can I get my hands on it? After a little bit of discussion, I got to try it out. And I got to say, it has opened up the ability to sense north quite well. I have increased my understanding of my surroundings from a local perspective to a global perspective. You know, a lot of visually impaired people have the ability to, when they're walking around, know where things are as far as like directionally, like they can tell east, west, north, south. But when I get in the car, it's over. I, Cause we make so many turns. We are going at a high rate of speed. I can't track all of these different little curves in the road and stuff to, to kind of get a sense of where I'm going. But when I put Sentero on, I know where north is. And one of the cool features is you can actually ask it where, what direction is this town? And so anytime that you start facing that town, the device will vibrate and tell you that you're facing that town. And it'll also vibrate when you're facing north. So with those two pieces of information, mental map of your surroundings gets expanded quite a bit. I've been thinking a lot. And I think what the, the big difference that we are adding here is that a lot, if not most of the technology for the blind community, and don't get me wrong, it's from a very good reason, but most, if not all of the uh, technology for the blind community is focusing on the, on the close proximity. So not to bump into a chair, into a car, into a wall, how to cross the road and, and stuff like that. And we come and add the extra circle, the bigger circle. What's happening after that? What's happening a hundred meters from me? Where is that thing? What's happening a thousand miles from me? Where are the people that I'm that I'm connected to? And you know, funnily enough, but before the the pandemic started, the biggest epidemic that psychologists were speaking about is loneliness, because because people are disconnected. And today, it doesn't matter even if you're blind or not. People are, are all over the world, you know, people, people's families, people move. I don't live where I was born. I don't live where my parents are, which is not where we were born. So it's all kind of a, it's all kind of a mess and we are disconnected. We are all lonely. So that ability to send someone that is a thousand miles from you, that is 5,000 miles from you and to sense their heartbeat when we face their direction. I think that's a that's a great help for for our mental well-being <clears throat> and connectivity and just being together even even if we are very far from each other. For sure. So how does all that work? So we haven't really talked about that. So how does it know or how do you how does it know where people are? How does it sense heartbeat? Like how does that connect together? So Sentero is a wearable device that you put on your arm uh, on the upper arm in the inner part of your upper arm. And basically, it works on haptics. And I will just say a word, haptics, for those that don't know, it's vibrations, basically. And I'll just add a word about haptics, because one of our intentions is to create technology that actually doesn't 
overload the other senses that help us understand our world, which are mainly for those that can see sight and for those that can hear hearing. Because as you say, there, there are speaking compasses, but then you need to listen to it. So you need to dedicate that sense of hearing to be able to listen to it. So it works on haptics, on vibrations. And the way that it works, you put it on your arm and every, day, every time you face the magnetic north of the planet, you know that that's there. Now, the difference between a tool and a sense, a tool being a compass, for example, is that a compass, you need to make a deliberate decision. I need to know where that is. And then you make a lot of little movements and, and actions to use a compass to put it back so that your brain works and, and your body works to do that. A sense is something that is always on. If you hear, you hear all the time. And you can touch, so you can touch all the time, right? You don't take your ears off when you finish listening to this podcast and, and you don't take your sense of taste out of your mouth when you finished eating. Because the fact that they are always on, it creates a perception of our reality and those mental maps that you were speaking about. So having the ability to sense the magnetic north permanently adds to your understanding of all the places that you are in, how they are linked one with each other, how your life looks from a helicopter view, let's say. Now, except the ability to sense the magnetic field of the planet, you can also sense people and places. And when I say places, it can be uh, you can set it or a place where some good memories come from or where your parents live or where you are born or where news are coming from or where something important in your life happened. And you will sense that place every time you, you face that direction. Or if you're having a phone call with a friend and you want to feel closer to him, you can sense where that call is coming from. You can set the, the center to that direction and then you will have automatically a bigger connection to the person. And not only that, but when it comes to people, once you face the direction and you tap on the device twice, you can also feel their heartbeat in life, which again creates a, a new way of connecting and feeling people that doesn't require the other side to do something. It's not something that it's, you know, like a, like a text where you send someone a text and then they think what to answer and they have to answer because you sent a text. No, it's a, it's a type of communication that doesn't require the other side to do something. And it's so intimate and it's so personal and it's natural because that is your heartbeat at that moment. That's really awesome. So just to clarify, um, both people need to have a Sintero and they can feel each other's heartbeat and direction. And it's all done through the haptic feedback plus the app on the phone, right? Correct, correct. And the haptic feedback, we actually worked on it a lot with neuroscientists and, and we will continue to develop it. But for, for, and I hope that as many people as possible after this, this call will, will join us. But for those that will join, they will see that the uh, vibrations of the device, they don't feel like a vibration of a phone. It's not like a bzz, bzz, uh, kind of thing. Uh, we tried and we worked with neuroscientists to find things that will actually create a connotation or a, a, a cognitive connection to, to the target that you are sensing when you are facing it. I've worn the device for, what, two to three months now? And I forget I have it on. 
and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a good way. Like I, I've gotten so used to the haptic feedback that it just, it naturally happens. And I don't even like second guess it. I'm like, okay, that's where North is. That's where this place is. Um, I have a, I have a place constantly set in the app to know where that, that place is, um, which is Olympia, um, the state capital. Cause that's where I lived and it's one of my favorite places. The haptic feedback has gotten so ingrained into my, into my routine and into my habits that I don't even notice that it's coming from a device. To me, it just becomes like an extra sense that's incorporated into my daily routine. So when I'm walking around my house, I've now included North to where in my house. So I know that, you know, the TV in my living room is facing or is the direction of North and my bathroom is direction of South. Those sen that sense has become so helpful and I forget that I'm wearing the device a lot. I have to double check anytime I get ready to take a shower because like it literally just fits on my arm and it, it I don't want to get it wet. <laughs> so I have to double check. It's like wearing a watch. Uh, you just, you get so used to having it and check and with, with the watch, you have to check it. But with this, it just automatically sends information to your brain via your nervous system. And it's pretty awesome. I, I, I can't uh, truly explain how powerful it is but I will definitely try. But you know what? I'm, I'm so excited to, to hear that. And, and to be honest and, and to be sincere here with people, uh, I did not know you before, before we, before, before we released the, the device and, and, and hearing that from someone that, you know, I did not know, we did not know. And we gave him something to try to, add an experience to their life and hearing this from you it's uh yeah it's just very exciting to be honest i appreciate the opportunity to try it out and uh i it's something i will incorporate and keep incorporating into my life i'm excited to see where centero and your company goes so let's talk about the device itself what can you describe what it looks like yeah, so the device, it's, uh, it's the size of a, let's say, a finger or something like that. It's a wearable. It looks a bit like a small chocolate bar. It has a strap. You put it on your arm. It has a, it has a charger that you, that you put it in. And yeah, and an app that we try to, to make it as simple as possible. And after the beta testing and the, some feedback, so for the, for the coming release now, we will, we will even simplify some stuff. One of our slogans in the beginning in the company about the Centero was no lights, no buttons, no sounds. Because usually all the technology that we know do all of these, right? It's a lot of sounds, a lot of buttons, and a lot of lights and stuff flashing. And, and we wanted to create something that is different, that feels part of your body, as you say, that you don't need to deal with. You don't need to press buttons. You don't need to look on a screen to try to understand what it says. It doesn't have a menu on it, nothing. You just put it on and it's part of you. And, and it's like a, uh, there is a term called basically to offload uh, your brain into something or when something integrates itself into your into your brain perception of reality it just needs to be there and and that's it so we try to keep it as simple as possible and uh hopefully we are on the right direction i would definitely say so for sure and just for more descriptive uh feedback i would say that the device is probably about the size of a big lighter a gas station lighter um it's a little longer and a little wider 
Uh, and the strap is very comfortable. It's an elastic band that's maybe about an inch and a half wide. So it's not going to bunch up. It's not going to cut circulation off. It's, it's a little wider than a watch band. And it fits really comfortably. I Like I said, I forget that I'm wearing it a lot of the time. It's super unobtrusive. I wear it all the time out in public. No one's ever been like, hey, what is that? Like, it's very, it's very easy to hide under a shirt. Even if you don't hide it, like if you're wearing a short sleeve, it, it, people would just assume it's just a, another, you know, like something along the lines of a Fitbit or something. It's, as far as technology goes, it's very easy to like wear and comfortable, I would say. Again, the magic in trying to do this stuff is the, is the simplicity. I think after you, you grasp the idea of having a new sense that is a part of you, then from that moment onwards, it's really simple because, again, it, you don't need to, to, to deal with it any much. It's just part of you and it provides you with information all the time and your brain digests it and, um, and it's just there, yeah. So when you were creating Sintero, you consulted with a neurologist, correct? Or neuroscience people? Correct. So, so the, the, the whole work of the development uh, has, has been done with neuroscientists in our team. Yeah, it's, it's all based on a lot of theories about, about orientation and about our abilities to, to add new type of information to the brain. And, and for example, one of the questions that come uh, pretty often is, why isn't that an app as part of an Apple Watch? And, and part of the reason is that science that basically not for nothing, our, our body is not built in a way that we hear, see, taste, and smell from the same hole. Because the, the body needs to know, okay, this type of information that came from there, that's hearing. And that's information that came from there, that is taste. So your brain gets used to the idea that that specific part of your body lets you know about orientation. It doesn't give you notifications about social media, not about emails, not about sport results, and not about an update to your game. It's just talking to you orientation, exactly as your ears uh, are there to help you hearing. Um, yeah, but with that said, and, and this is where uh, people like yourself and other people from the blind community came into game. And I was always honest in the beginning when we said that when we started the company or created the product, the main focus was not the blind community. And, and the, the main reason was actually because we were discouraged by so many people said, yeah, but you're not a specialist in this field and you work with neuroscientists and all that. But yes, it's not. And, and then people like yourself and other people from the community came and said, hey, hey, but actually we really need that and we really want that. And I was so happy when that happened because that was the, the, the push that we needed to courageous enough to go into this direction. And again, I, that's why I was so excited to hear your description from before because when I envisioned how this will help the blind community and hearing that from you now, yeah, it just ticks, ticks the, the exact box and, and, and we are so happy. It's a very powerful tool, and I'm glad that someone has stepped forward and actually began developing it and putting it out there because one of the things that we talked about is there's this this idea that, well, it's needed by this community, so we're going to charge a lot of money for it. You know, you look at things like screen readers and note takers, you know, they're eight, $800 on up to, you know, like $5,000. 
one thing that attracts me about Centero is its low cost point. It's it's not going to bankrupt me to have this new sense installed, not installed, uh, this new sense uh, available to my body. And it's a it's a device that isn't being like it's a device that isn't being marked up for accessibility. It's accessible, but it's also staying at a low cost point so that the community can use it in their daily lives. And I, I really appreciate that. You're getting this really nifty piece of technology that will change your life and you're saving your wallet some pain, which I appreciate because, as I said, the, the tax on accessibility is insane. And I don't understand why companies feel the need to mark up their prices so much to give accessibility for equality. So I just want to say thank you on that point. Uh, thank you, mate. And it's actually a, a really important point for us uh, in general for, for people. I mean, yes, we are a company and yes, we want to make money and yes, we are a for-profit company. It's not a secret. But from the other hand, uh, you know, we know one thing that revolutions don't happen when one person that can afford something holds something in their hands. Revolutions happen when many people hold something in their hands. We are we are trying to to lower the bar each time, and and we have big big intentions to lower the bar even more. Try to get as many people on board because because that's that's how when people speak about impact, you can't impact the world with ten people that that have a lot of money. You need people to be able to afford what you're creating, so 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 you really create that impact. Yeah, so that's that's where we are pushing. So what does the future for Centero look like? Um, you've done some pretty awesome development on it so far. When can people expect to get it? And is there going to be other features added? Yeah, so we're going to start manufacturing the first batch in the really in the next few weeks. Um, so those that want to pre-order the last ones, that's, that's the time now. Let's look at it this way, right? So when, when humans were created, we are created with a nose, but we were created with a nose for reasons that usually have to do with our personal safety. So to be able to smell a fire or to be able to, I don't know, uh, smell something that might be poisonous or, or it's rotten that we shouldn't eat or stuff like that. We walked one day in a field and we smelled a flower and we said, holy moly, I want to smell like this flower. So people created a perfume. And when suddenly something fell into the food and they smelled that thing and it suddenly smelled really nice. So this is how food culture happened because of our nose. So now going back to the Centero, we need to look at the Centero as a bare sense that has these three pillars that allow you to sense the magnetic north people and places. But now let's start going wild with it and think where it can go. So metaverse, for example, the ability to sense things that are happening in a parallel reality, the ability to play Pokemon Go and feel avatars or Pokemons on the street while you are not using the phone, the ability to create, for example, means of communication or, or, or social media networks that have to do with directions, the ability to embed it into so many games, if it's video games or real life games, the ability to embed it into tourism. So, so yeah, so there are many, many, many plans for the future. But for now, we are, we are focusing on, on two, two goals. One is the blind community. And the other one is uh, different digital platforms. 
And there is actually some intersection between the two as well, because one of the things that we actually, uh, we spoke about it before the podcast, uh, when, when the metaverse comes now, suddenly we were like, wait, but how is that going to work for blind people? And are they taking in consideration these, these communities? So we can, we can help a lot with that and, and create different uh, haptic uh, stimulations that will help the blind community experience part of the metaverse or, or to embed itself into other systems that will be built for that. Yeah, so can't wait for, for the next steps. Yeah, I am glad that you're taking part of that into account because as someone who's trying to stay on the cutting edge of technology, I've looked at the metaverse and I've looked at virtual reality and the, the major makers of that stuff aren't including, you know, a lot of accessibility for visually impaired people, low vision or totally blind. And I, I think that just with this simple tool, uh, Centero, I think that's going to open up a little bit more accessibility, if not, you know, a lot, because like you said, sensing objects in the, in the virtual reality world that would be highly important. Um, and you could, you could code, a way for the haptic feedback to, you know, give you directions, go north this many feet, go west this many feet, go east this many feet. Like those are all something you could definitely code through haptic feedback. And if you're opening up Sentero to that kind of development or allowing third party people to, to access that, then it gives this tool, the sense way more flexibility. And I think that would benefit uh, not just the blind community, but a lot of different communities that would be great to, uh, grateful to use it. Yeah, totally looking forward to it, Zach. And uh, I invite also anyone who listens to this podcast and and has ideas or has the ability to develop or wants to be a part of it, please do get in touch because um uh, we said that the, the the and i always say that, that you know the name of the company is cyborg nest not not for nothing we we really like that feeling of a nest of of a community of doing stuff together uh being part of a process so please feel free to to drop us a line and and yeah we, we love chatting to anyone who, who wants to chat to us that's a good question uh or a good point to bring up a question does cyborg nest have anything else planned Right now, are you guys working on any other cool project products or is it just Sincero? Yes, there are a lot of ideas and some stuff happening in the background, but you know how, how this world is and I can't say too much about it. Uh, and, and, and to be honest, I think, I mean, if you look even at something like Sincero, it's, it's basically just that by itself, it's a lifetime project because there is there is endless things that can be developed uh, uh, around it. You know, I was, I was uh, speaking of VR the other day. I was using this uh, kind of space kind of exploration thing. And uh, yeah, I mean, there is, there is so much to do in, in so many places. So there, there is both of a lot of work around Centero and also thoughts and work about other cool stuff that will come very soon. Right on. I, I'm excited to see where you go with that. So we've talked quite a bit. Is there anything I forgot to mention? Anything that you would like to bring up? No, just to thank you a lot. I love these conversations and I love hearing people uh, people's experiences. You know, uh, 
building a product, it's a really, really hard journey in general. And we unfortunately had to do it through a pandemic. So it's been, it's been harder, twice the harder, if not more than that. And, and yeah, hearing people using it and being happy with it. And, and I was just having a, another chat with today with a, a, a blind singer that is also, also testing it and, and, and she's, she's, let's say, reporting on the same type of experiences that you are speaking about. And yeah, it's just uh, heartwarming to hear that. And just in terms of how to get in touch with us. So uh, I'm always available on my private email, which is liviu, L-I-V-I-U, at cyborg nest in one word. So cyborg and nest in one word, dot net. And because, and if you forget my name, because it's a relatively complicated name, so just drop us an email at hello at cyborgness.net and we will definitely answer. We even check the junk box. And uh, I, I really care about us getting in touch and, and replying to every email. Sometimes there may be something big out of it and sometimes there is nothing. But yeah, let's have a chat. And you have videos on your website and I believe on YouTube as well? Correct. There is a lot of materials on the website. There is endless articles about us in the media. Uh, sign up to our newsletter and come be part of the Nest. I, I appreciate you being here today. Um, I, uh, this was a great conversation and I love the fact that you're so open about the product and you are making it relatively uh, easy to find information out about it. Uh, if anyone has questions about Centero and wants to hit me up, feel free to do so. My email is uh, Zachary, Z-A-C-K-E-R-Y, period, D is in David, period, H-U-R-T-Z at gmail.com, Zachary.D.Hertz at gmail.com. But I'm more than willing to share my experiences and to uh, help explain the device more if anyone has questions that we didn't answer here today. And I just want to thank you, Livy, for being here, for having this awesome chat with us, and I, I really hope people embrace this new sense. Oh, thank you, Zach. And thank you for everybody who took the time and listened to us. It's a really exciting journey because it's a journey into the unknown. And right, those are the, the most exciting journeys. And and we, when we know that there is much more there that we can, that we can, uh, that we can sense with the senses, if, if we had more senses and now we build that ability. So it's, it's just an exciting place to be and an exciting time in history. So, uh, yeah, thank you for inviting me and hope to hear from, from you again and from everybody who listened to us. Excellent. Thank you so much. This podcast was made in association with Washington Council of the Blinds Newsline Publication. You can contact us at the WCBnewsline at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Credit for this production goes to podcast producer Zach Hertz, editors Heather Mears and Reginald George, and we'd like to extend a thank you to Kevin McLeod at Incomputech.com for his use of the song Life of Riley. Thank you so much for listening and tune in for our next episode or check out previous episodes.